Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,381. Today on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the 23rd annual Ironstone Concours that takes place on September 28th at the beautiful Ironstone Vineyards in Murphys, California. To learn more about this fantastic event, go to ironstoneconcours.org. Phenomenal group of people around the car industry, and I think one of the things that they all recognize and what makes this event so special. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest. The first time I've had a mother and son team on the show here at Cars Yeah, calling in from beautiful Murphys, California, Gail and Steve Krauts. Are you guys buckled up and ready for a fun ride? All the way. We're ready to blast off. Count, count. All right, here we go. Gail Kautz is the vice chairman of Ironstone Vineyards and is involved in all aspects of the family farming operation in Lodi, California. She and her husband, John, have been married for over 60 years and started the Ironstone Car Car back in 1996. Her education, career, commissions, and board appointments are vast and cover decades of service in the state of California. Her son, Steve, is the oldest of their four children and is the third-generation California farmer. He is the president of Ironstone Winery and Vineyards, located in the Sierra Foothills town of Murphy's. He's involved in numerous organizations promoting Calaveras County and is a director of the California Association of Wine Grape Growers and past director of the California Wine Institute. He is also a board member of the Ironstone Concord Foundation that has raised over a million dollars for their charities. And as I said before, Gail and Stephen, I'm so happy to have you on as the first mother and son team here. This is pretty exciting for me. I've told our listeners just a little bit about each of you. Would you take a brief moment before I jump into the questions and tell us a little bit more about yourselves and this beautiful Ironstone Concord? We'll start with the lady first, of course. Okay, well, this is Gail. And no, I am very, very lucky to have married a farmer and lived in the country. I was raised in Oakland, California. I was a city girl. I always say I was accidentally born. Uh, I was a country girl who was accidentally born in the city. <laughs> uh, 
What, one of the things that I always wanted to do was to join 4-H. I heard about the club, and I really wanted to be a member. And my mother always told me, no, they don't want city girls in there. So I never got to be a 4-H member. And so after I was married and had children of my own, I went ahead and became involved in 4-H. And I've been a, a leader and a, a county leader for many, many years now. And my love is 4-H and now FFA, Future Farmers of America. And so that is what we're doing. I love it. You know, this is is so special to me, too. My grandparents were farmers in Texas. And although I never grew up on a farm, I grew up in the city on the beach surfing, actually. I guess, uh, in a way, I was involved in nature, but out in the water. I think it's fantastic what you guys are doing. Farmers are near and dear to my heart. It's so important, part of this country, the farmers that we have, and especially the state of California is filled with so many great people who are farmers that work incredibly hard. Can't even imagine. I remember as a kid, my grandfather rarely coming to visit us in California. And one time I said, Grandpa, how come you don't visit us very much? And he said, Mark, the cows never take vacation. No, so, no they don't. <laughs> they don't. How about you, Steve? Um, well, I'm... I get to run Ironstone Vineyards. I was uh, born and raised on the farm uh, because my mom was the 4-H leader. We were right into 4-H and straight into FFA. And I went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, animal science major, pre-vet, and came back and decided that I wanted to go into the farming side of it. And my dad says, great, you can learn how to raise bell peppers and eventually into the grape side of it. And one day I got dubbed as the president of Ironstone Vineyards as we decided to build this project. And uh, I think the biggest thing for me about this whole thing is how interactive we are with the youth that are in agriculture, 4-H and FFA, um, uh, the Grange and the different organizations. But really, as, as farmers in the farming community in general, really love to get youth involved with it. And that's kind of how this whole thing propagated and a beautiful tie-in between the antique classic cars and 4-H and FFA. You know, this is, again, fantastic. And uh, Cal Poly, I remember I was dating a, a woman years and years ago. I've been married 35 years, so this was way, way back. And her sister was attending Cal Poly, and we went up to a thing called Poly Royale. Oh, and I yeah. learned about I learned about tractor pulls and yeah. growing. I mean, oh, what a fun fun event that was! I'm sure you attended a few of those. I did. A little different from your surfing days, huh? Uh yeah. I I went. What state am I in? Yeah. But you know what? California is such an incredible growing state. I remember I visited the Ironstone Concours last year, and I remember driving down from Sacramento and driving for like two hours through grapes, and I went, "Wait, did I go north?" And somebody said to me later was. Napa's the place to buy car parts. This yeah, is where we grow grapes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, listen, we're going to learn a lot more about everything here, but I want to start with an overview of this fantastic Concord. Now in its 23rd year, I was blown away when I attended, and I want to thank Wayne Craig for inviting me to come out there last year. I got to meet you guys. I got to be a part of this event that I wasn't aware of, and I couldn't believe how cool this event was. This is something every enthusiast needs to do. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about a couple things here. One is your board is filled with some very talented and seasoned automotive enthusiasts, including Chris Brock, who's 
uh, a past guest here on Cars Yeah. He's your chief judge. So talk to me a little bit about this event. We'll start with Gail and the people that you've amassed to put this whole thing together. Well, first of all, I'll have to say that I am not a car expert. I'm a car admirer. When I got the idea of having a concourse, I had had a friend who complained that her summer was not her own because she was a volunteer down at Pebble Beach. And so when I got the idea of having a car show, as we called it, I thought, well, I'll call my friend. I called her, and she recommended a gentleman that might help me out. She said he's very knowledgeable on cars, which turned out to be an understatement. And I think that he likes to support children's activities. And he lives in Sonora. Well, Sonora is 14 miles from here, and I thought this was perfect. And so so I memorized a little speech and called Chris. And after I got about halfway through my speech, he said, I would love to do that if it's for children. Only problem is I don't live in Sonora. I live in Grass Valley, which is quite a drive away. And, but Chris came aboard, and he has just been absolutely wonderful. His his knowledge of cars and the um, antique car industry is fantastic. And then I have gotten many other experts in cars. Um, we have Mike Lamb, who writes for automotive magazines, knows a lot about cars, and bless him, he puts our program together. Um we we have Wayne Cray, who you've spoken to, and Wayne is a, another expert in cars, loves the antique race cars, so he has been absolutely wonderful. We have five or six others that are on the board who are equally involved in the industry and have just been a tremendous help. There, there's no yeah. question I could not do it without this board. Well, car events need great people around them. And Steve, you know, Growing up, my mom always said, surround yourself with the best people possible. And it sounds like your mom taught you the same thing, when it, especially when it comes to uh, a board and a group of people around the car industry. It's a phenomenal group of people around the car industry. And I think one of the things that they all recognize and what makes this event so special compared, and you've been to a lot of different concourses, is the interaction between our primary uh, recipients of our sponsorships, and that's the 4-H and FFA. And you get to see those kids right there in amongst the cars, and, and they're judging and helping out. Um, but also, our car, our, our concourse is unlike a lot that you go to. I mean, we have the aqua cars. Where else do you get to go where you get to see an aqua car and then ride in it in the lake? Uh, last year, we had the well, hugely popular race car um, in the dirt track on the side of Ironstone. So we transformed my hayfield slash parking lot into a dirt racetrack and ran those antique uh, classic cars out there, which is just tremendously popular. And, you know, you go to a lot of these events where you get to look at the cars, but here, you know, Kurt Wayne has it all set up where you get to look at the race cars and then you get to stand right behind at the exhaust as they fire them all up one by one. And I've been to other car shows and it's really beautiful and the cars are wonderful, but you're not interacting with the cars and and the whole organization. And I think that's what this board has really strived to do is make this an interactive, so to speak, uh, type of event. Yeah, they've done a fantastic job. I was I was blown away. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of the great things you can see there. But most importantly, I want to touch on something you segued into nicely here, and that is charities. 
Uh, you guys have been involved in raising money to help youth in agriculture, the FFA. I mean, these groups, you've raised over a million dollars to help these kids. I love seeing these uh, children's judging groups at the last year's event, walking around, getting young people involved in cars. So talk about the importance of Ironstone, Concord, Elegance, and your charities. Gail? Well, there are sometimes when I think it's selfish. What we are doing is educating young people about the future of agriculture, and that is ensuring our own um, future. Too. With, without these young people coming along, we wouldn't be. So, you know, like I say, it's maybe a selfish thing, but we love it. Uh, there are so many very sharp young people out there that I, I am totally blown away every time I see them. One thing that I believe in is that if you are going to be contributing money to something, you need to see them, see the where the money is going. And so we require um, young people to come to our event. Uh, we've had all kinds of fun things going on. The, the one outstanding one that I remember is the young man in a 4-H uniform, because they are all required to wear their uniforms, um, he had a goat that he had showed, and he had the goat on a leash, and he was walk, walking the goat past a multi-million dollar Bugatti that was a gift um, from the French government to the Shah of Iran when he was married. And so, you know, where, where else do you get a picture like that? <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's we, fantastic. We have an entranceway that we use for our concerts and everything, and our guests, most of them come in through there. And we will have 4-Hers and FFA members um, showing off some of their projects so that the, the people that attend our show can get kind of get an idea of what it's all about, who those young people are. Yeah, it, it's absolutely fantastic. How about you, Steve? Uh, what's the importance for you on the money that you raise in the charities and the organizations? Obviously, very important because you run a vineyard. You need people coming along in the future to grow more grapes and food for, for all of us in the future. Well, and I think that it's introducing a, a lot of car people are twice removed now from agriculture itself. Um, there's a lot of people who live in the city. They love the cars and they love this event because they get to see a little bit about those roots and, and come back to it when they're looking at the projects, as my mom said, the young man walking the goats through there or the FFA doing their floriculture displays and, and people saying, I didn't realize FFA was floriculture. And it's, FFA is a lot of things now. Um, all the way to the 4-H kids who bake the homemade cookies and hand them out on stage as the winners of the car show come across. And the, the, you know, recipients of the awards love those cookies as much as they love getting the awards. And it's, it's having that interaction and realizing that what we're doing is perpetuating the youth and providing them with the necessary resources and funds to do some of these projects and things that if we weren't out there providing those funds, they would not have them available to do that. So, you know, I, I look in, in the neat part about it is when they, the kids, the projects come to the concourse foundation and say, you know, we really would like to do this project. Can you help us? And we help it out and we get the pictures and the letters and the things back that show how well those projects are doing um, and what it meant to those kids. That That's a very special thing for us. And, you know, we chose agriculture because that's our heart and soul and our roots. And 
there's a lot of organizations out there, but there's not a lot of people who are supporting ag in the future of ag. And uh, without that, as you said, there's no food, there's no um, future. But I think the other thing that this is doing is really teaching people who are non-ag related or directly involved in ag today that FFA and 4-H is so much more besides cows and sheep. And, and that's what the mentality is. And, you know, when they see the floriculture, one of the things my mom neglected to say is one of the demonstrations we had one year was them tearing a tractor apart and putting it back together right in front of the stage. And there were a lot of the car people that were like, dang, these kids are really good. They know what they're doing. It's like they're ag mechanics, you know, a motor's a motor when it boils down to it. Theirs happens to be in a tractor. Yours happens to be in a 1937 Bugatti. It's still a motor, you know? So. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. You know, this is fantastic. Uh, again, I mentioned my grandfather, uh, born and raised on a farm in Texas. He raised cattle. He raised uh, wheat and soybeans and all sorts of things. And I, I got to visit him a couple of times when I was a kid, and it was a foreign world to me. I grew up on the beach in Cali- Southern California surfing and to go to a farm was like another planet, but it was it was so enlightening for me as a city kid to get to a farm and get to see the reality of where our food and so forth comes from. And I remember one night my grandmother said, would you like chicken for dinner tonight? And I said, yeah, sure. And she goes, well, let's go get some. And I went out to the garage and she goes, what are you doing? I said, well, I thought we were going to the store. He goes, no, we're going over there to the chicken coop. And I got to learn about picking out my dinner the unique way. Uh, yeah, for I really don't want chicken. Yeah, maybe I didn't want chicken. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, maybe we'll have some some bread or something like that. Oh, but good thing you didn't say you wanted beef, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we had a lot of that too. So I think this is this is uh, brilliant and fantastic what you're doing. And before I jump to the next question, which is going to talk about what people could expect to see at the event, I'd like to expose listeners a little more to the environment down there. Because as I mentioned, uh, when I came to your event, I flew into Sacramento. I drove south and then east to get to Murphy's. And I drove for hours through fields of grapes. And I kept going, seriously, I had no idea there were that many grapes being grown in this part of California. I've always heard of Napa and Sonoma and all those trendy places where you you go, and not to diminish what they're growing up there. But Steve, tell, and even Gail, a little bit about that region, because there's a massive amount of food produced there. Well, what a lot of people don't realize is when you talk wine grapes in the state of California, everybody does think Napa and Sonoma and or Santa Barbara area, and our brethren over there in the wine grape business do a tremendous job. But Lodi is number one in the growing and production of all seven of the major varieties, Chardonnay, Cabernet Sauvignon, Sauvignon Blanc. Um, Zinfandel, when people go to Lodi, they're getting and experiencing a wonderful cross-selection of all these different varieties that are being produced there. And as you said, you see miles and miles, Lodi produces more grapes than Napa and Sonoma combined. So it's, it's a tremendous agricultural area. But what you're also seeing there now is the almonds and the walnuts that are there. Um, the fact that Lodi can grow over 80 different types of vegetable crops, free fruits, cherries, apples, peaches, pears, all grow in that Lodi area. So it's a wonderful microclimate. It's a wonderful ag producing region. In our history, we've raised 42 different cri- uh, crops on our farms. So uh, a really nice crop selection and variety. Wow. It's incredible. Yeah. I, I was blown away. It's uh, such a 
interesting part of the country and of the state. And also, uh, gold has a little play in this region, because when you think of the old gold rush days of California and that whole region, Murphy's is kind of part of that whole stretch of, of old gold towns, right? Yeah, well, as Mark Twain wrote, gold's that precious yellow metal that drives men crazy. And Murphy's is known as the queen of the Sierras. The richest gold strikes in the southern mines occurred in and around the town of Murphy's themselves. Uh, about six miles from here is the Carson Hill mine that still holds the record for the largest nugget ever found at 179 pounds. So there was a lot of gold in this area, and the miners, being primarily of European descent, recognized this area as that of their homeland and started planting wine grapes and olive trees. A lot of them, unfortunately, were destitute and couldn't make it home, so they settled and homesteaded in this area. So I think what makes Murphy's in this area so unique, as you said, you flew into Sacramento, you left the valley floor, the heart of the agricultural area, started climbing into the foothills and rediscovered another agricultural area that, as we say now, yeah, there's still gold in them there, Hills, but it's more in the form of Chardonnay and Cabernet Sauvignon. Absolutely. I love this. Well, let's talk about some of the featured marks and featured classes that are happening this year at the Ironstone Concours. Um, maybe walk us through a little bit of the things that our visitors might get to see when they come there. And I, I'll start you off with, I know there's a very special car going to show up. It's an old Mercedes-Benz 540K Cabriolet. Okay. And, and and here we're going to pick on Gail, the one who said, well, I'm not really into cars a whole lot. I love to look at them. It's like, okay, you're up, Mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Steve, I like the way you threw your mom to the wolves there. Thanks a lot. <laughs> now, as of this moment, we have 306 cars entered, and we're wow. still expecting some more. Uh, of course, our featured car this year is Hudson. And yes. you certainly don't see many Hudsons around. And I was just thinking back in previous years, some, some of the cars that I have personally loved, well, there was a 1933 Lincoln, uh, it was a Cadillac V6 convertible sedan, and it was the car that A.P. Giannini personally used to tour the banks in this area. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. He, he had um, a cousin that was here talking about it, and th the fact that that car had been over this country in the early 30s. No, totally impressed me. That car is at the California Automotive Museum, right? Yeah, I, I believe it did. Yeah, yeah I did a... Uh, Bank of America, which a lot of people don't realize. So when mom said he was touring the banks in that car, he was the founder of the Bank of America, as we know it today, and uh, would literally get out and, and drive that car from branch to branch throughout the uh, Central Valley uh, and the foothills. What's really cool about that car, I got to do uh, one of my cars, yeah, television shows with Carly Starr, who's the curator at the California Automotive Museum. And she talked about that car. It had a unique feature. It had a safe built into it <laughs> yeah. where he could move cash from bank to bank when he was traveling. Had a big siren on the front to kind of get people out of the way, I guess, when he was cruising through. But yeah, that is a very cool car for sure. It really now. I understand you also have some cars that have been on the lawn at Pebble Beach that'll be there this year. We do, thanks to Chris Bach. And those cars uh, that Chris selects, you know, it, people go and they, they, they love Pebble Beach. And those the uh, owners of those cars love to come to the Ironstone Concourse because we do have the 
tremendous quality like you would see of cars um, at Pebble Beach, but it's a way more relaxed atmosphere um, where you can really interact more with the car owners and and those sorts of things. So it, it's, uh, you know, the, the selection of cars that Chris has put together and that we've acquired or have the uh, coming this year is absolutely tremendous. I know that Mercedes is super special. We've got Al Jolson's car coming back in from the Reno Automotive Museum. Um, we had that car as our feature here a couple of years ago. And to see these cars and realize the people who drove them back in the day uh, makes it really special. No, the Al Jolson car is one of only four that are known to exist. And apparently yeah. they just found its twin brother. And that car will be here too. So we will have, you know, two of the, the four here. Oh, my gosh. Now, race cars, that's something near and dear to my heart. We mentioned Wayne Craig. He's been a guest here on the show. He's become a great friend of mine. And I understand uh, last year, well, I know last year because I was there and I rode in one, is uh, you set up your, you said, Steve, your hayfield and cars actually gave people rides. And they were very spirited rides, too. These weren't little strolls <laughs> through, the, the, through the dirt and mud. Uh, are you going to be doing that again this year? We're going to be doing it again this year. Uh, I was meeting with Brian, who heads that up in uh, the race cars, and we're very, very excited to do that. And I think when you got a chance to ride in one of those open-wheel cars and you come around those turns and you're getting mud flown right up from the hills there. <laughs> oh, there's, yeah. no, there's no fenders or anything else over them. And to be able to ride in a 1910 racer around a dirt track as they would have done is – uh, again, that's what makes our concourse so unique and special. It's not available to the general public at other concourses or other automotive events. And we really, when they came to us, at first I thought, okay, you guys are crazy now. But, yeah, we can make this happen. <laughs> and uh, so we got out and did it, and it was an absolute hit. And Wayne did a tremendous job getting those cars put together in here yeah. and you can come again this year and if you're one of the lucky uh opportunists that get to ride in one of those cars it's unlike anything you'll ever get a chance to do and if you don't have mud on your shirt that that's a true status symbol yeah don't wear a shirt you don't want to get to have mud on it because that was one of the things that everybody loved about last year i took some great pictures of people getting out of those cars including the drivers after that and uh, i'm going to be posting for those of you who follow me on social media leading up to uh when this show airs i'm going to be posting pictures from last year's event i had some great pictures i everybody had a huge smile on their face i remember this one lady wearing this very elegant concord dress she jumped out and i think it was white if i remember right and she was just speckled with mud and she had the biggest smile on her face I thought, you know, this is the spirit of this event and of these old cars. I think it's absolutely brilliant of what Wayne pulled off there. And I tell you, it's uh, everyone that got to do that. They contributed some to the uh, charity there. And I know every one of them would have happily given twice or three times of the amount uh, to ride in those cars that they got. So I would encourage anybody attending to make sure you sign up for that and participate in that. It was absolutely brilliant. So, Gail, Steve, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street 
and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com. To check out the latest products for your ride, and when you're ready to check out, enter Cars Yeah in the coupon code and get 10% off your order. That's Edelbrock, automotive performance since 1938. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPIC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. All right, uh, along with um, the racing uh, of the old cars and some of the cars we talked about, I'd love for you to share some of the other things that visitors could expect to see when they visit the Ironstone Vineyards because this facility, and I'll tell you, having experienced this event, what I enjoyed about it, well, there's so many things, but one of the things is the huge grounds are absolutely stunning. How spread out the entire show is. So it's not like cars stacked on top of each other where it's kind of hard to get around. This is a very picnic-like experience. So I'd love for you to share a little bit more about what people can experience or expect to experience when they attended the Ironstone Concourse. Well, I think that you know, one thing they'll experience is good food. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> our Friday night party and then our patrons tent during the day. And we have excellent food, plus there are vendor booths. So plenty of good food. The other thing that is kind of fun for maybe some of the spouses that aren't totally interested in cars, we'll have the plein air painters painting cars and painting pictures of cars, not painting the cars. <laughs> That would be an interesting one. Uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's more excitement than we want to provide. And we have wine tasting that they can do. They can go up to our air-conditioned tasting room and enjoy tasting many of the different wines. And we have a a museum on premises um, where we have the world's largest crystalline gold nugget on display. It's 44 pounds of pure gold. So that certainly is worth seeing. Plus, we show many other things that are um, in this area, historical things. So there yeah. are lots of different things that you can do. Yeah, it's it's absolutely incredible. And again, 
the diversity of things you can do while you're there. I spent some time, I got to go up to the wine tasting area and just observe all the people having such an incredible time. Of course, the cars. Uh, and as mentioned earlier, Amphicars, you can actually go for a ride in a car that becomes a boat. Uh, you know, and, and, and if you weren't going to go there, I was, because that is an attraction. We have that, our beautiful lake in our landscape park down at the end of the winery. And, you know, people are looking going, can I really ride in that car? We, we actually built a ramp just to get into the lake for those cars. And it's pretty darn cool when you uh, get to ride in the Amphicars around the lake. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just, I mean, I, I can't explain how cool everything about this event is. If you've never been, it is worth attending. Let's talk a little bit about some of the other events at Ironstone Vineyards, because you guys put on a major concert series. You have some heavy hitters that show up there. We do, and, and uh, the concourse kind of wraps up our concert season, starts uh, usually in June, and this year we had everybody from Toby Keith to Sugarland, Hank Williams Jr., Don Feldner. Ziggy Marley. Um, so we've had some just absolutely national acts that are tremendous on our amphitheater stage. And then we convert that whole amphitheater into the car show and, and bring those beautiful award-winning cars right up onto that same stage. And, you know, I think Ziggy or Hank or Toby would be really proud to be standing behind any one of those winners uh, looking down. But we do everything from wine tasting, uh, food and wine pairing events, uh, throughout the year, uh, after concourse, we go into a quilt fair and we have quilts that are made from the mid 1800s all the way up to modern quilts. And I say this and people are like quilts and, and there's about 250, 300 quilts that are absolutely gorgeous that are displayed throughout the winery. So we really try to find something all year at Ironstone, uh, whether it's the beautiful flowers in the spring. Uh, harvest is coming up. I'm actually going to start picking grapes Tuesday. So um, that will go on. And I, I will remember the year that my mom was sitting here saying, how come you're not at the event? Uh, and I said, would you hurry up and finish the event so I can load the or unload the load of grapes I have sitting out here? So <laughs> it's in it, Chris Bach wouldn't let me put my I have an old Mac. It's a 63 Mac truck I drive. It's like he wouldn't let you put it in the show. Oh, I asked him if I could go in the commercial class, and he said no. And I said, no, oh put well. Load of Cabernet Franc, no. So yeah, what no. does he know? Well, we'll just take his wine away from him then, yeah, if he's going to act like that. <laughs> Come on, Chris. Oh, it's just it's absolutely brilliant. I love everything. So let me, uh, as we start to wrap things up here a little bit, Gail, what has you most excited about this year's Concord? Well. For one thing, we're going to be the, the 33rd. Time flies when you're having fun. And every year, I think it can't get any better. And every year, it does get better. Um, the fantastic selection of cars. And, you know, one thing that we didn't mention are the wonderful guests, the people that come and enjoy them. And we've made a lot of friends over the years in the car industry. And there's just all so much to look forward to. I can't tell you one specific thing. Because I, I think it's all just really exciting. How about you, Steve? What has you most excited about this year's Ironstone Concours? I'm really looking forward to the race car event again. And uh, we're, we're making some tweaks to it to improve the field that the cars will be running on. That event was it's so exciting for the guests and for the car owners to get to run their, their cars on that old dirt track. That I think that's going to be what I'm really, really looking forward to. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. So before I wrap this up, I have a very interesting question for each of you, and I'll start with Gail. 
Gail, today I'm going to buy you any cool vintage car that you know of. Uh, I'm going to park it in your garage. Uh, I'm going to let you enjoy it. What can I buy you today? Well, first thing, you'll have to clean my garage. But beyond Oh, that, okay. I could do that. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite cars has been an electric car in 1909. It was a Roush & Lang car. And I think about Tesla, and they're all excited about these new electric cars. Well, I've got news for them. They're not new. I really personally do enjoy the really the oldie ones, the ones that still have the little holder for the buggy whip in them. That's my kind of car. You know, what's interesting to me is uh, the first car that Ferdinand Porsche designed was an electric car. And a lot of people don't realize that. Uh, They think of him as the Volkswagen and then the Porsche sports cars and so forth. But way, way back, before he was a car company, it was the electric car for him. And now that Porsche is coming out with their new all-electric car very soon here, which is super futuristic and sporty, is pretty amazing. Steve, what can I buy you today? Uh, without a question, you can buy me the 1937 uh, Bugatti Swoopy Doopy. Uh, that was <laughs> the gift from the French government to the Shah of Iran, the wedding gift my mom uh, talked about. That car was so elegant and had just incredibly beautiful lines. And I remember walking around with a bunch of the kids and saying, what do you think about that car? And they were like, cool. And, and it's like, there's no other way to describe it. And that's probably one of the most memorable cars for me that we've had on the field uh, yeah. of all the cars that we've had. Um, just oh, details it to that it was incredible. If you can't find either one of those cars on the market, you can buy Steve a new 2019 grape harvester. Yeah, that would be good. (laughs) (laughs) I have a feeling those are going to be pretty pricey too, but uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Poor Steve, you got him driving around that old truck. I mean, time to get him something new, but uh, I think it's great. You know, and you touched on something here really important uh, that we talked about children a lot and and young people in this show, but you know what? Attend this event and take a young person, even if their parents aren't into it, offer to take their kids because you might spark a little bit of excitement, not only in the agriculture industry, but in the automotive collecting and and enjoyment world for a kid that maybe has never been exposed. And you talk about a young child seeing a 1937 Bugatti. That was a car that somebody actually drove. Oh my gosh. So make sure you attend this year. It's a fantastic event. You two have taken me on a great ride. What fun this has been to have a mom and son who are so involved in not only business in agriculture, but also automotive. I think it's tremendous what you've done. Congratulations on everything you guys have achieved. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Could you each offer us a little parting piece of wisdom and guidance before you each drive off into your own special old car that I just bought you? We'll start with you, Gail. We hope that everybody will come to the concourse. Uh, You'll see outstanding, fabulous cars. And you will also help support our future of our nation, which is America's youth. Come on down. Have a good time. Enjoy. Absolutely. And Steve, a little parting piece of wisdom. I'm going to defer to the words of my mother, as any good son would do, and say, I agree 100% with her comments. And I've never heard that before. (laughs) Well, I got him to finally say it, Gail. So that's a good thing. Well, listen, listeners, again, you can enjoy this fantastic event and learn a lot more if you go to ironstoneconcord.org. You can also find out more about Ironstone Vineyards and their delicious wines by going to ironstonevineyards.com. This year's their uh, annual, uh, an annual event is going to take place on September 28th 
again at the beautiful Ironstone Vineyards in Murphy's, California. Check it out. I hope to see you all there. Thank you, Gail and Steve, for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you at the Ironstone Concours. And thank you, Mark. It's been fun. You're welcome. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on Mav TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find Mav TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!